الحمد للہ وکفا وصلاۃ وسلام these muzakaras that we have these are muzakaras revisions and these revisions are something which we have been strongly emphasized upon the quran sharif in the hadith of nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam the quran sharif allah taala says wa dhakkir fa inna dhikra tanfa'ul mu'minin remind the arabic word wa dhakkir this in terms of the arabic usage of the word and the derive how the word is derived etc so it's derived from what is known as the mudari the word zakir is an imperative now this is something to do with arabic grammar or sarf etymology so it's derived from the mudari which is the present and future tense so what the point in this is that this word itself it has the meaning of both the present and the future so wazakkir doesn't mean to remind once and the work is done but it refers to keep reminding wazakkir keep reminding fa inna dhikra tanfa'ul mu'minin allah taala is saying that verily the reminder is beneficial for the believers it benefits a believer so when allah taala says it benefits a believer If a person says that this does not benefit, this is something in direct contradiction to what Allah Ta'ala is saying. But yes, this is important that a person listens with the niyat of benefiting. So this is the purpose, this is the object to keep revising the lessons that Allah Ta'ala has given us in the Quran Sharif, Nabi Islam has given us in the Ahadith and to refresh and renew our iman so that inshallah with the barakat of the quran sharif the lessons of the quran sharif and the sunnah of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam our iman will be revived we will get closer to allah taala among the things that we have to keep reminding ourselves and this is a daily reminder is that what a great gift of allah taala upon us that he has blessed us with this iman this is something which we tend to take for granted we tend to take it as one of those things in fact sometimes we even forget that this is such a special favor that's insan insan this is his mode that he forgets things if he doesn't forget entirely certain things can never be totally forgotten but it fades away in the mind to such a further point further point in the mind that it is as if it never was hazrat mufti shafi sahab rahmatullah alay 
great personality of the time, the Mufti Azam of Pakistan, the Grand Mufti of Pakistan in his time. So prior to his demise, some days before he was very ill, so he called one of his sons who was there and he said to him, he was giving some advice, then he said to him, look this is the nature of man that he forgets. And Allah Ta'ala has made it like that, that a person doesn't remember everything to the peak all the time. In certain aspects that is something good for him in certain things. So he said that this is the nature of man and when I pass away also, this is how it happens, this is man's way that in time he will forget. He will forget. Meaning you won't remember me, that what he's meant to say is, you won't remember me as you do now. Or as you would do immediately after my demise. Immediately after my demise it will be at the peak. But in time, that will start coming lower and lower, and then it will fade. It will be there, it's never forgotten, but it's far behind in the mind. So he said, look, this is something that will happen, but please don't forget me too quickly. What he meant to say is, try and continue with benefiting me by making Isale Sawab, reciting something, giving me the benefit of that, what you have done, the amal that you have done. So this is what he, in a very diplomatic way and a very effective way, tried to emphasize this message. After this message, perhaps he might have never been forgotten. But in any case, this is the way insan, this is his nature. That he is somebody who forgets. If not forgets in the sense that he totally comes out of his heart and mind, but it fades to the back. So likewise, this is also something that fades. That what a great gift this is. It's there, we understand it, we know it. But the consciousness of it often is not at the front of our minds. And this is something to try and keep reviving this consciousness. Keep reminding ourselves that this is no ordinary thing, this is the greatest gift and blessing that Allah Ta'ala has blessed us with. In the incidents of the Sahaba Ikram, it's mentioned once when they were busy digging the trench at the time of the battle of the trench and just before the battle took place they were busy digging this trench and while busy with this difficult task what they would often keep saying and this is something Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam taught them Allahumma lawla anta mahtadayna wala tasaddaqna wala sallayna Allah had it not been for you blessing us with this iman Allah, had it not been this gift of yours that you blessed us with, then we would never have been guided. And if a person is not guided, then where he is, what he does, what kind of life he lives, look at those who are devoid of Iman, Allah forbid, what kind of life? person doesn't have any distinction of what he's eating, what he's drinking, whether he's eating the most filthy of things, that too is fine for him. He's drinking something that takes his mind away, makes him senseless, he's consuming all kinds of intoxicants, means nothing to him. He has no distinction between who is halal for him and who is haram for him. He has no distinction between who is his parents and who is who. He has no concern for any kind of respect for his elders or compassion for his juniors. Everything is all fine. It's a life of equality. He and his parents are all equal. Everything is fine. 
there's no values is something of a far away thing. And this is what the Quran Sharif describes, inhum illa kal an'am balhum adal. They become like animals rather worse than animals. They live a life of the kind which even animals don't live. And feel proud of that kind of life on top of that. So what is this? This is the end result of not having received that hidayat. When a person was deprived of that hidayat, then this is the end result. And Allah Ta'ala saved us from that. Allah Ta'ala blessed us with this hidayat. Allah Ta'ala blessed us with this iman. This is something that to be constantly reminding ourselves of, daily to remind ourselves. The Subhanallah, Allahumma lawla anta mahatadayna, wala tasaddaqna wala sallayna. Allah, had it not been for your guidance, your hidayat that you have blessed us with, what we would have known what is sadaqah, and what we have known what is salah, and performing salah, and prostrating our heads in front of you. Allah, what we would have known all these things. We would have been thinking that to be in some club is some real achievement. We would have been thinking that to be in some kind of gambling den, that is the peak of life and entertainment. And we would have found ourselves in dens of vice and sin. That would have been our life. Ya Allah, it's your gift, your blessing. Allahumma lawla anta mahtadayna, wa la tasaddaqna wa la sallayna, faanzilan sakinatan alayna. Ya Allah, you descend this sakina and this peace and tranquility upon us. But the message in this is, that this peace and tranquility is linked to these amal. That since you have blessed us with this tawfiq of now, number one, you blessed us with hidayat. And together with that hidayat, you gave us this tawfiq of salah, this tawfiq of sadaqah, this tawfiq of righteous actions. You saved us from all these evils and sins. So, Ya Allah, now you bless us with that wa'da and that promise of yours as well. That وَمَنْ يَعْمَلْ مِنَ الصَّالِحَاتِ مِنْ ذَكَرٍ أَوْ أُنْثَى وَهُوَ مُؤْمِنٍ فَلَنُحْيِيَنَّهُ حَيَاةً طَيِّبًا That the one who does righteous actions, whether he is male or female, but with the precondition of Iman. Male or female, whoever it may be, Allah Ta'ala has not made any distinction in this. In terms of reaching Allah Ta'ala, there is nobody has been privileged more than the other that the males will have a greater advantage over the females. In getting close to Allah Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala has opened the door to everyone. Rather Allah Ta'ala has showered so much more ease and blessings on the woman. That on the one hand, like the Sahabiyat came to, one of the Sahabiyat came to Rasulullah Sallallahu and she asked him the question that our husbands go out in the path of Allah Ta'ala, they go for salah to, with jama'ah to the masjid, they attend the janazah salah and they do all these things and we take care of their household, and we take care of their, all their needs, and look after their children. But we, as a result of being occupied with these things, we don't get this opportunity. And now these great, great amal, they are doing. They are attending the masjid, we are not attending the masjid. They are attending the janazah salah, we are not doing so. They are going out in jihad, we are not doing so. Nabi Islam said, if you continue doing what you are, you are equal with them in their reward. So in the comfort of your home, you'll get the reward of that salah which your husband performed in the masjid. So this is Allah Ta'ala's special grace. But in any case, the thing is that this is linked now. That a person who has done righteous actions, Allah Ta'ala says, فَلَنُحْيَنَّهُ حَيَاةً طَيِّبًا With Iman, a'mal salihah. These two things. 
Allah Ta'ala says we promise him hayatan tayyiba a good life that life which has peace in it tranquility sakina فَأَنزِلًا سَكِينَةً عَلَيْنَا وَثَبِّتِ الْأَقْدَامَ إِنْ لَاقِينَا Ya Allah, if we are confronted by the enemy, make us firm. Now one is the physical enemy. But this applies to us in our day-to-day life as well. When we are confronted by the enemies that are within us, and the enemy that is more dangerous than any physical enemy, the enemies of nafs and shaitan, so, Ya Allah, you make us steadfast. فَثَبِّتِ الْأَقْدَامَ إِلَّا قَيْنَا And then they further said that إِنَّ الْأُولَىٰ قَدْ بَغَوْ عَلَيْنَا That these disbelievers and the enemies of Allah and the Rasul they have oppressed us, they have caused difficulty to us. But whenever they will invite us towards the disobedience of Allah Ta'ala, towards turning our backs on Allah Ta'ala, then abayna, we will totally reject that call. We will not give in to that. Now, this was that reminder. Allahumma lawla anta mahtadina. Ya Allah, had it not been for your grace, your mercy, you would have never been blessed with this guidance. You would have never known what is a good life, what is a clean life. You would have never known what is good values of life. Honesty and upright, uprightness, you would have never known. But you would have known what is compassion and kindness. All his forgiveness, all these things Nabi Sallallahu taught by his practical life. What kind of kindness, what kind of compassion, what kind of forgiveness, and all the various values of life. So this is the one thing to keep reminding ourselves. And then together with that, to remind ourselves, this is that muzakara, our daily own muzakara. To remind ourselves together with this of our, the main obligations that Allah Ta'ala has placed upon us. One Sahabi, Hazrat Rabi'a bin Kaab, Aslami radiallahu ta'ala He was once with Nabi Sallallahu on a journey. So he would sleep at the, so to say, doorway of the tent of Nabi Sallallahu Just to be ready and available that as soon as there is an opportunity to make some khidmat, he would be ready. And as soon as Nabi Sallallahu would stir from his sleep, he would hear the sound of his waking, he would be present with whatever the needs are. So likewise, it happened one night again. As soon as he heard Nabi Sallallahu waking, he immediately came with the water for wudu and whatever other needs were. So at that moment now, when he came and presented himself with this, Nabi Sallallahu was very pleased with his... At that point in time, in that late hour of the night, his vigilance and being ready with this. So Nabi Sallallahu asked himself, Ask what you want. Now these are those sometimes special moments. One is to ask for du'as. That too is something that is established from Hadith Sharif. Nabi Sallallahu taught us to ask for du'as by himself asking for du'a. Whereas whose du'a could be greater than the du'a of Rasulullah Sallallahu Yet when Hazrat Umar is going for Umrah and he comes to part and make salam to Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and he now takes ijazat that I am leaving for Umrah with Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi permission so Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi gives him dua and sends him and then says to him that ashrikna fi duaika ya ukhay that include us also in your dua oh my brother 
Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, Umar radiallahu ta'ala oh, My brother, include us also in your dua. Now this is a lesson, that dua is something to be asked also. To ask our parents, our elders, our seniors, everybody, anyone, to ask for duas. We don't know whose dua, what is that cry from whose heart, which might just make it for us. In that moment of acceptance, somebody's heart might be at that time attentive, and he'll make the dua at that moment, our work will get done. So one is to ask for dua. But together with asking for dua, there is something that is called taking dua. Taking dua, what is this? This simply means that a person sometimes, he has conducted himself in such a way, that he just draws out the dua from somebody's heart. Now he made such khidmat of his parents, that without him asking anything, without him having requested anything, that dua involuntarily flows out of their heart. Of his seniors, of any, some poor person sometimes, we don't know who's who, we don't know what is somebody's maqam. In one hadith, Nabi Islam says, Inna min ibadillah, that there are some servants of Allah Ta'ala, man law aqsama ala Allahi la abarrahu. That the person is such, if he has to come to somebody's door, they'll chase him away. That if somebody, he has to propose to somebody's daughter, they'll say, not this fellow. But Allah knows what his maqam and rank is. That if he has to take a qasam, that Allah Ta'ala will make it happen like this. Now that's not something for a person to do. But if he takes a qasam, Allah Ta'ala will make it happen like this. Allah Ta'ala out of the relationship this person has with Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala will do it for him accordingly. <laughs> so we have no idea who's who. So in any case, this is something to be very conscious about, to take du'as. In any case, this sahabi, he was ready. So Nabi Islam asked himself, can we imagine the greatest of the creation of Allah Taala, and he is asking what you want so what is his reply now if we were on the spot one is to have the time and to have the opportunity to think about something beforehand to sleep over it but this is on the spot so on the spot what does he ask for he says that as'aluka murafaqataka fil jannah that I only ask for one thing. I want your companionship in Jannat. And if I got this, then I got everything. Then everything is worth it. And if I get everything else, but I don't end up with you in Jannat, then... So Nabi Islam still asked him on top of that, our ghayra dalik? That something else? This is no bus this. I want your companionship in Jannat. So then Nabi Islam says to him that in other words this fine is done but one more thing with that that a'inni ala nafsika bi sujood you want to join me in Jannat it's on but you'll have to do something from your side you have to now prostrate excessively make a lot of salah you want to be with me in Jannat who doesn't want to be with Nabi Islam in Jannat Every mu'min with Nabi Sallallahu in Jannat. But what is he saying? That you want to be with me in Jannat? It's not going to happen without your salah being in order. One is the first salah. That is the first thing obviously. That the first salah is something that goes without any compromise. And for a baligh male, it is wajib to perform that salah with jama'ah. And if he's not very far off from the masjid, 
then to perform it in the masjid is very emphasized. To the extent that Nabi Islam said, had it not been for the women and children in the homes, I would go and burn down the homes of those who perform their salah at home without a valid excuse. Not that they're not performing it, they're performing it, but performing it at home without a valid excuse. So this is the basic point Nabi Islam is saying. Everything else in its place, but look, it's not going to be compromised. That the salah, you're going to have to make your salah in time. Sometimes a person is asked that how many salah you, you're making all your salah? So he says, well, two salah, sometimes three. So in other words, well, mashallah, that too is something. At least I make three salahs a day. And we feel very content about it. Whereas if somebody had to be asked that do you eat? And if he had to say, well, sometimes I eat, sometimes I don't eat, and very casually, like nothing happened. If that was the case, that sometimes he gets to eat and sometimes not, that will be like the, I'm in such a difficulty, I am down and out, really this is my plight. Sometimes I eat and sometimes not. So what are you going to do to help me? But sometimes I perform my salah and sometimes not. Sometimes my fajr is on and sometimes off. Sometimes my isha is on and sometimes off. And that's too fine. That can never happen. If we are not content on sometimes eating and sometimes not, and carrying on like nothing happened, but we have to have our meal on time, then how can we skip our spiritual meal? That meal which Allah Ta'ala has made compulsory upon us. Our salah five times a day with jama'ah, unless there is a valid shari'i reason, then that is something obviously a valid shari'i reason, then a person is excused. Other than that, many a times a person says, my fajr, I just try but can't make it. But as we many times discuss this, that if there is some important worldly matter at that time suddenly, person has to catch a flight, person has some other things, and as this part of that explanation cannot get missed out as normally, and a person has to go catch fish at that time too, then somehow we manage to wake up. So for all these things, for these worldly things, for these entertainments, person will be able to wake up. But, somehow for salah, now a person just doesn't hear the alarm, just doesn't hear anything else. So there is an effort to be made, some arrangements to be made, some kind of pressure to be put upon the nafs. One buzruk came to meet another person. So when he came and to meet him, he was a tabi'i, he came to meet someone, so he came to the door and it was after Asar. Knocked on the door, somebody opened the door, so he said, I've come to see so and so. So he said, He's sleeping. A person must have been ill, or whatever the case is, he said, He's sleeping. So Tabi'i, he from his, just said this on the spur of the moment Is this the time to sleep? And then he said, well, fine. And he turned and he left. Now he was a senior person. So as he started walking away, now the person who opened the door was one of the sons. The other son, now they're discussing, said, look, why don't we, let me go and ask him. So he said to the other brother, please go and ask him that if you want, we'll wake him up. There's something that you needed to discuss now, we'll wake him up. So this brother went and after a long time he came back. He says, what happened? You didn't call him back? He says, no, I followed him, when I got there, he was sitting in already in one corner somewhere, and he didn't even know I came and went. 
he was talking to himself and he's chastising himself and reprimanding himself that who are you to ask this question to somebody else that this is this the time to be sleeping were you away what is the condition of the person was this something to have come onto your tongue why did you utter the statement and he's repeatedly chastising himself and then finally he said to himself that since you now spoke this which was not supposed to be spoken and you don't know what hurt you caused to somebody now as a result now you must suffer the punishment of this for one year I'm not going to allow you to take any rest I'm not going to sleep I will stand in ibadat now he slipped his tongue slipped it slipped but now he is disciplining it how that now this body now must stand in ibadat for one year he is not going to make not sleep at night maybe he will take a rest sometime, somehow in the day a little while but the whole night he is going to spend in ibadat now this was the extent to which he put pressure upon himself for one slip of the tongue and sometimes the salah is getting missed and slipped one after the other but at the most it is that well now got late or whatever the case is and that's the end of it but that pressure to bring upon oneself that this is something that what a major thing I missed and what a major problem I brought upon myself so now to bring the pressure upon oneself to make sure this never gets missed again insan is insan it could happen again but to put the pressure on oneself so that it doesn't happen again if it happens again we'll do something again but this kind of disciplining of the nafs so this is Nabi Salaam is saying that أَعِنِّي عَلَىٰ نَفْسِكَ بِكَثْرَةِ السُّجُودِ Allah Nabi Salaam was the most compassionate, most kind and رَحْمَةٌ لِلْعَالَمِينَ mercy unto the entire universe but this was the extent to which he was disturbed that somebody does not attend the Salah with Jama'ah his kindness and compassion was no new knew no limits unlimited but in certain things there was no compromise in certain things he set the standard he tolerated any amount of difficulties on himself but he did not want any difficulty to come upon his ummatis so sometimes it will be better to give a person a small difficulty here and save him from a big difficulty later and this was the background to, that to emphasize this aspect in such a strong way had it not been for the women and children in the homes I would have burned down the homes of those who perform salah at home without a valid excuse whereas Nabi Wasallam, with what kindness one person, young person comes to him and he says to him can we imagine in the midst of a gathering of sahaba ikram and this young person comes to Rasulullah and he directly and openly asks this and says that give me permission to commit zina can we imagine the sahaba were shocked and if they could they would have immediately done something to him how can he ask such a question to Nabi Wasallam directly but Allah's Nabi Wasallam's compassion his kindness he calls him forward calls him and then asks him in a very very compassionate way that tell me if somebody has to do such an act with your mother you would be happy about it he says no how can I ever he says well that is also going to be somebody's mother if somebody has to ever do such a thing with your aunt you would be happy about it never so well that is also somebody's aunt somebody has to have such an intention about your sister will you be happy about it you would be fine with it well that is also somebody's sister 
That is also somebody's daughter. And then he puts his hand on his chest and he makes dua for him. Allahumma fir zambahu wa hassin farjahu. Ya Allah, forgive him and make him chaste. Keep him chaste. It is then mentioned that thereafter there was nothing more detested, more hated in the heart of this person than zina. But what compassion, what kindness. There wasn't any kind of uh, very harsh words or anything. No reprimand, nothing. Because now he's teaching the person and he kindly and compassionately took him out of this whole thing. But at the same time when it comes to salah, this is the strength of the words. So, this is something that cannot be compromised at all. We have to make every effort to make sure. In the hadith, Nabi Islam says, Man bardain, jannah. The person who performs the salah of the two cool, moment, cool hours. One is the Fajr salah, and the other according to one interpretation is the Asr salah. And one is the Isha salah. So in any case, the Fajr salah in particular is nevertheless a confirmed interpretation. Sallal bardain. Then the person who performs these two salah, he'll enter Jannat. Does it mean these two salah is enough? No, the person who performs these two salah, he's obviously going to perform the rest. This is where people slip up most. And then at the morning after the Fajr salah, this is a time of special barakat. The time when Nabi Islam's dua can be received. Allahumma barik li ummati fi bukuriha. The special dua of Rasulullah sallallahu Ya Allah, give barakat to my ummat in their morning. That what can be achieved in that morning will not be achieved any other time of the day. Because of the barakat of the dua of Rasulullah sallallahu That he made dua for barakat for the ummat in their morning. Even in the aspects of deen, the mamulad, the tasbihad, the askar, etc. that a person will do at the, in the morning hours. Morning is the time from the time Fajr time sets in up to sunrise. That is the main part of what is called morning. And then shortly thereafter is probably still part of it. But this is what's morning. This is a time which has the greatest barakat. So a person's dini activities also. And then the person who starts off his needs of the day in that early hour, in that morning hour, after having completed his Obligations to Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala and having bonded with Allah Ta'ala, now he's completed his Ishaq Salah and now he's moving on to fulfill his needs of the day. There'll be great barakat in that. But a person sleeps out the barakat time and starts off at a later time. So he lost out on that barakat. Not that it's impermissible, but he lost out on the barakat. So the barakat of the Fajr Salah, that will carry him through the day. The person who performs his Fajr Salah is in the Aman, in the Safety of Allah Ta'ala. So now, the person who is in the safety of Allah Ta'ala, his iman will be saved, his amal will be saved, his akhlaq will be saved, his tongue will be saved from haram, his eyes inshallah, but he must make that fajr salah, fajr salah. So this is the lessons that we have to keep reminding ourselves, refreshing within ourselves. Allah Ta'ala has blessed us with this great wealth, this which no wealth of the world can even compare the whole world and its contents cannot compare with the value of this Iman and with the value of any Amal that is related to this Iman. So these are the things that we have to keep reviving within ourselves. This is something we need the daily reminder for. 
And this is the talim in our homes, the talim in the masjid that takes place, the other amal that take place, the programs that take place. All this is to keep this iman alive, to keep this iman fresh. And so that when this iman is alive, then inshallah the amal will be alive. Then it will become a very easy thing for a person to be practicing what Allah has commanded. Not just in certain aspects, but in all aspects of life. Unfortunately, this is also sometimes our downfall that we attribute piety to certain amal only. Whereas in the Hadith Sharif, Nabi Islam says that لا أقلك التدبير ولا ورعك الكف لا أقلك التدبير There is no intelligence and intellect like good planning. Person can be very smart but he doesn't plan well he'll spoil it. A person may not be so such a high IQ level but he plans things well. Takes his time to plan it and planning it he'll take advice. So that will take him further than somebody who does things just without planning. Now this is a very basic lesson Nabi Islam is giving us. Whatever person is doing his worldly needs his work, day to day work his earning, his living all that also is included. He plans. There's no intellect as good as good planning. And then Nabi Islam says, "Wala wara'akal kaf." There is no piety like the abstention from sin. Person can be performing tahajjud the whole night, excellent, mashallah. Somebody is reciting Quran Sharif the whole day, very good. Somebody is giving a lot of sadaqa and charity, alhamdulillah. Somebody is going for umrah every year, mashallah, very good. Everything is very good. But nothing can equate, in terms of piety, nothing can equate with abstention from sin. Person can be making a khatam every day, but at the same time is committing guna. In the terminology of Nabi Islam, is not pious. He can make it tahajjud the whole night, but at the same time he's in the gambling den during the day. In the terminology of Nabi Islam, is not pious. In the terminology of the Quran Sharif, is not pious. In awliya'uhu illa al-muttaqoon. Allah Ta'ala says the pious and his friends are only the muttaqoon. Those have taqwa. So to gain this piety, first step is abstention from sin. And together with that all the amal. And for this is the refreshing and the reviving of this iman all the time. Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala give me and all of us a tawfiq. Keep this iman alive and fresh in our hearts all the time. Enable us to be constantly fulfilling all the amal of deen. And in particular especially our salah. To develop our salah. The five times salah daily. Together with that, developing it, increasing it in the khushu and khudu, the devotion, the concentration, ensuring that it's performed in the way that Nabi Islam has taught, all the sunnah postures in the proper manner, then this inshallah will lead to the rest of the amal and deen coming alive as well. Allah Ta'ala give us the tawfiq.
ഫുസനാസ്ഫുറമ ഫുഗിവസ്ഫുഗിവസ്ഫുഗിവസ്ഫുഗിവസ്ഫുഗിവസ്ഫുഗിവസ്ഫുഗിവസ്ഫുഗിവസ്ഫുഗിവസ്
forgive our friends and relatives, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, forgive the entire Ummah of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you give us a tawfiq of being grateful for all your bounties, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, enable us to use all your bounties in your obedience, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, save us, Ya Allah, from all disobedience, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from every sin, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from every haram, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from the sins of the eyes, Ya Allah. Save us from the sins of the ears, Ya Allah. Save us from the sins of the tongue, Ya Allah. Save us from the sins of the hands and feet, Ya Allah. Save us from the sins of the heart, Ya Allah. Allah, purify our hearts, Ya Allah. Allah, purify our hearts, Ya Allah. Allah, fill it with your love, Ya Allah. Fill it with your muhabbat, Ya Allah. Fill it with the love of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Allah, fill it with the love of the Quran Sharif, Ya Allah. Fill it with the love of Salah, Ya Allah. Allah, enable us to perform our five times Salah, Ya Allah. With Jama'ah, Ya Allah. Allah, with Khushu and Khudu, Ya Allah. Allah, in a way that you are pleased with, Ya Allah. Ilahu Al-Alameen, Ya Allah. Allah, save us from ever discarding Salah, Ya Allah. Save us from ever neglecting Salah, Ya Allah. Ilahu Al-Alameen, Ya Allah. Enable us to recite the Quran Sharif daily, Ya Allah. Allah, give us the tawfiq of making zikr and dua daily, Ya Allah. Ilahu Al-Alameen, forever let us be conscious of you, Ya Allah. Let us be conscious and remember you all the time, Ya Allah. Ilahu Al-Alameen, Ya Allah. Save us from ghaflat, Ya Allah. Save us from ghaflat, Ya Allah. Save us from heedlessness, Ya Allah. Ilahu Al-Alameen, save us from all the fitna and fasad, Ya Allah. Keep us steadfast on deen, Ya Allah. Allah, keep us with iman, Ya Allah. Allah, take us with iman, Ya Allah. Allah, raise us on the day of Qiyamah with iman, Ya Allah. Ilahu Al-Alameen, Ya Allah. Allah, all those who are sick, give them shifai kamila, ajila, mustamirra, daima. Allah, remove every trace of the illness, Ya Allah. Ilahu Al-Alameen, Ya Allah. All those who are in financial difficulties, remove it with afiyat, Ya Allah. Grant barakat in the risk, Ya Allah. Give one and all barakat in the risk, Ya Allah. Allah, remove all the hardships, Ya Allah. Grant afiyat to one and all, Ya Allah. Allah, whatever anxieties, worries, depression, tension, stress people have, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, with afiyat, remove it, Ya Allah. Grant happiness, Ya Allah. Fill the hearts with tranquility, Ya Allah. Fill the hearts with peace, Ya Allah. Allah, unite the hearts, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. All those who have passed away, fill their qabars with noor, Ya Allah. Make their complete maghfirat, Ya Allah. Grant them the high stages in the akhirat, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, the time of our death, take us with the kalima, La ilaha illallah. Muhammadur Rasulullah. Ya Allah, take us on iman and kamil, Ya Allah. Take us on tawbat and nasuh, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, take us at a time that you are pleased with us and we are pleased with you, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, make our qabars gardens of jannah for us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant us the shafat of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ya Allah, let him be happy to see us on that day, Ya Allah. Let him be happy to meet us on that day, Ya Allah. Give us the Mubarak water of Kawsar from his Mubarak hand, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, give us jannatul firdaus without any reckoning, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. All those who ask us to make dua for them. Ya Allah, grant them the best of dunya and akhirat, Ya Allah. Remove all their difficulties and hardships, Ya Allah. Grant them barakat in everything, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, all those who have raised their hands to this dua, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, fulfill all their needs from the ghayb, Ya Allah. Remove all their difficulties and hardships, Ya Allah. Fulfill all their pious aspirations, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, make each one your waliya kamil, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, grant us complete Islam and tazkiyah, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you make our complete Islam with afiyat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, make us your true servants, Ya Allah. Make us your true friends, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. All the good that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa begged for. Ya Allah, we also begging for all the good. Whatever Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sought refuge from, Ya Allah, you give us protection as well. Allahumma inna nasaluka min khayri ma sa'alaka minhu nabiyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه معين والحمد لله رب العالمين